First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutters. Good morning. Well, the power finally coming back on yesterday and probably the most densely populated part of the country, the Joburg CBD, after that big explosion last week. All sorts of investigations, but the area now being made safe, that allowed Joburg City Power to put the electricity back on. However... Still, no official explanation for what happened from what I can see, but yesterday you heard the city manager in Joburg, Floyd Brink, explaining that it appears it was methane gas. The other explanation is that it could have been organic matter, sewage, which turned into an explosive gas. That's what happens with sewage if you don't treat it and if you put it in a confined space. Well... Let's hear now from someone who's often on this program to explain civil engineering issues. He's now been into the Joburg CBD and to the site himself. It's Gundo Maswime. He is, of course, a senior lecturer in the Department of Civil Engineering at the University of Cape Town. Uh, Gundo, good morning and welcome to Joburg. Good morning, Stefan, and uh, thank you for welcoming me to Joburg. (laughs) Okay, you've been to the site. What have you seen so far? What have you learned from the site? Yeah, well, the, I think what is uh, uh, obvious is that the propagation of uh, cracks on the road is in such a way that there are uh, parts where it starts as severe and it gets less and less and just becomes minor cracks, which, to, which uh, uh, suggests that there was a specific source of the, expl- uh, of the explosion um, and it traveled because they, it, it was uh, all in one uh, tunnel. So the... The, one of the horizontal waves that went along the uh, tunnel uh, was responsible for cracks further down, but it was getting lesser and less, l- less and less severe as we moved away. So, so it shows that there is actually a source, uh, and I, I would have thought that uh, the investigation would start right where it was at its most severe. The second thing is that the the way that the road collapsed uh, suggests that the um, explosion was not very deep, um, and I think uh, that means we might uh, the the buildings might be safer because if it was deeper than the foundations, uh, they would would expect that if there are no immediate uh, cracks, there will be differential settlement with time, which means uh, settlement in one part of the foundation, which is not happening in another one, uh, resulting in cracks forming uh, slowly. Uh, but uh, the fact that we have not uh, seen the, the the buildings don't seem to be uh, cracking at all, and the fact that the city of Johannesburg uh, sits mostly on 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 uh, on part site, which with us and forms uh, what uh, what they call the Brixton Red uh, uh, soil, uh, it, it it is unlikely that we will have uh, settlement with time. So <clears throat> we have not seen the geotechnical report or the report on the cause of the explosion, but the severity of it uh, tells us that uh, it was uh, well, it was something to really behold. But I think lastly, uh, uh, when, you're, when you go to the site, uh, the, uh, the, big, the big question is the inability to isolate what could have been the cause of the explosion uh, the city would know what is inside the tunnels. Uh, you have got electricity lines uh, from uh, one of the videos uh, that, uh, uh, that that I saw. Uh, they, they seem to be electricity lines. The timing of the explosion is ex- exactly half past five. There is a history of cable theft. 
Um, and uh, I know that the city manager explained that the, there has been um, a, a seismic uh, event before that and is suspecting that that would have destabilized uh, the electricity cables. Um, <clears throat> but we have a lot of those happening and they've never resulted in, a, mm. in an explosion before. So that needs to be explained. Uh, but otherwise, it could have been cable theft. And when the electricity came back at half past five, uh, then that is where the spark uh, mm. could have ignited. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. So it's the first time I hear that, that it was exactly at half past five, and that itself is important. Um, how are cities supposed to stop something like this from happening? Was there work that could have been done on the infrastructure to stop something like this from happening? I suppose, you know, we know how difficult cable theft is to stop happening if that's the case. But, you know, other explanations suggest that it was exploding the gas that is formed by sewage, for example. Should the city be, you know, doing checks underground, you know, on a regular basis to stop this kind of thing from happening? Or is that asking too much? Uh, not really. No, when I say that there would have been electricity involved, the electricity would have ignited the methane gas, uh, which is what would have caused the explosion. Uh, electricity in itself would not do anything uh, close to that. Uh, and what we also know is that methane gas can explode by itself when it reaches a certain um, uh, pressure and concentration. Uh, but that will require a temperature of at least at the least 340 uh, degrees uh, Celsius. So those tunnels would not get anything close to that if you, if we, we know water boils at 100 uh, degrees Celsius. So it tells us that something ignited the methane and not just the pressure. <clears throat> so which could be, which uh, the only source of uh, uh, fire in the place would have been the electricity uh, cables that are strapped in these channels. And they're actually big, uh, mm. uh, you could, you could fit a, a car, a small a car inside there. So what what should uh, be done? Uh, it is when we have we conclusively know what happened that we'll know what needs to be done. Is there so any? If, okay. Yes. Yeah. So I think that is that that should really be the, the starting point. To spec, we, we are currently all speculating on the cost. But to use a speculated course and speculate mm. uh, uh, what should be done, I, I think we, we might be stretching it. It's taking quite a long time to get this course. Is there any reason that this happened in Joburg and not somewhere else? Is there something about the infrastructure under Joburg that made it more likely to happen there and not in Cape Town or Etiquini? Um <clears throat> No, these types of explosions uh, uh, from 2010 have uh, happened in uh, large cities across the world at least 30 times uh, where in at, at least in the proportion that like the size of what happened in Joburg and bigger um so this this happens in uh, large cities uh, where you have um, some cities in, in even the uh, liquefied petroleum uh, gas and gas that you use for uh, for cooking uh, natural gas and so on in some countries they are piped and like we have in Johannesburg with eagerly gas, that's why they were, that was the first uh, suspicion. Uh, but now, from what we now know, um, there has been very few explosions of uh, uh, methane gas in in, in storage ducts uh, across the world. That that is rare. But explosions of gas under big cities um, has become more and more common. And the solutions that the 
engineering science have come up with uh, are more in the uh, line of uh, modeling the likelihood and planning maintenance uh, using uh, even artificial uh, intelligence and so on. Yeah, so the, the science is there. We have uh, like Professor um, um, Moyo at the University of Cape Town uh, who looks at uh, building maintenance and writes these programs where you know uh, on this date you should go and inspect this specific area because this is what could have been happening based on uh, on uh, history and structures mm. and so on. Yeah, so that science is there and a lot of writing on how to prevent that goes in that in that realm. Gundo Maswime, thank you very much indeed from the University of Cape Town and their civil engineering department. I hope you brought a warm jacket for the rest of your trip to Joburg, 20 after 7.